Noah Jansen, the representative for Twin Peaks. Recent polls have shown a fifth of Australians can't locate Twin Peaks on Apple Podcasts. Why do you think this is? Mm. Uh, I personally believe <laughs> that Australians are unable to do so because uh, some people out there in our nation don't have podcasts. And uh, I believe that our education, <laughs> like such as in South Africa and uh, the Iraq, everywhere like such as, and <laughs> I believe that they should, our education over here in the, in the U.S. should help the U.S. Uh, or should help South Africa and should help the Iraq and the Asian countries. So we will be able to build up our future for our children. I'm Noah Jansen. <laughs> I'm Pink Jansen. I'm Eliza Jansen. Welcome to the Twin Picks pageant. Woo! America. Uh, wait, what did I sing? Yeah. Um, she, here she is. Miss, Miss America. Gosh, I love movies. Before we begin today, we would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which myself, Meg, Anthony and Eliza are now recording, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nations, and pay our respects to Elders past, present and emerging. Welcome, listener, to Twin Picks, the pop culture podcast where a pair of twins... And me... Record a little... Wait, what do we do? We talk about two movies. <laughs> we talk about two movies that have some kind of uh, connected little similarity and we chat about which one does its job better. And we do it in one location. And we do it Eliza's all back. in the same place. Wow. Because Eliza's here. Yeah, it's so nice all being at the same table. There are so many it's parts so of nice. the process that we yeah. have gotten used to that we don't do now because yeah. Eliza's here. All of us had to be connected to headphones in the same, like, input this in a so phone weird. and there were just it's cords like everywhere out of the matrix like it was like so range. much more difficult and we just pressed play just and all of us just were able to sit and listen to each other it's so crazy it's kind of naked honestly I'm just i like, do yeah, i, mean, I oh, feel like we're like, doing something yeah. really wrong yeah true well well also because like usually you have to leave like time to like for the yeah, response delay. as well because no. like, 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 like a little lag for eliza so now maybe we'll just barrel through it this is gonna be a really fast-paced episode it's gonna like we're gonna cut like 10 minutes yeah just from like lag Exactly. Some real speed. That'll be us. <laughs> yeah. We should do Sonic and Turbo, a fast episode. Oh yeah, we should do a new episode. Yeah. We should. Do you reckon an episode like that would go really quickly because we'd be talking fast, or we would just fill the length with more it would words? Be, yeah, as yeah, long. more words. Because we would raise, we would get like further in the conversation and raise really, really deep, in- interesting points that like we wouldn't yeah, have come to. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you got to go fast. You, that's what Sonic you always says. Gotta go, 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 go fast. Do you guys ever, when you step on a snail, actually heard a snail oh. go, could have been the next turbo? Um, I don't do that that often. Snails can be really small. I've stepped that? on a snail maybe mm. twice a month. I think I have before, but not like. All often. I think is I might, could have been turbo. It could have been. We don't it know. probably was. You mean before turbo got fast? Yeah, exactly. Well, he used to be very slow. That was his entire affliction. He wanted to be the fastest. DT. Okay. Well,. We actually have a really fun one for your little return, Eliza. I'm very excited for this one. As some might have known from that uh, incredibly dumb opening, which was from, what was her name? Caitlin Upton. Yes, yeah, yeah. She's like yeah. a, a Miss, Miss South Amer- Carolina. Miss, Miss South, South Carolina, Carolina pageant, the worst pageant answer of all time. Oh, it feels so bad for her. And apparently she's, it would like when I think about how much I shame spiral, to have something like that would just be... Whew, to be well, able to think about is, that before you go to bed. That's but, like, embarrassing. I could Sorry, see dude. myself answering like that. Like, yeah. you can it's tell a hard question. Actually, like, what latched, do you say? Her mm. brain has latched onto like such as. And so she's like, just, just <laughs> like put the it in there. As. And she's like, say <laughs> like nation, say as. nation, say nation. And she just says it. We should link these in the show notes. <laughs> and then there's just like proper yeah, yeah, microaggressions the at the end, right? Which is like, you know, and they're like, Iraq in Asian countries. It's like, what are you talking about? And she's just like, for the children. For the children. Yeah, literally. God, very embarrassing. But. That was in um, in line with our wonderful twin picks for today, which are two mockumentaries about teenage, like, 
competitive culture and like two different nations, like this in the culture of two different nations. So for America, it's like teen pageantry. And for us, it's more so like, you know, school dance, Stedfords and dance competitions Mm -hmm. in a mockumentary form. So Drop Dead Gorgeous, which is the American one. Oh. And Razzle Dazzle. This is oh. the Australian, Australian movie we've ever done, right? Because we did BMX Bandits and now this. I'm so happy Jesus. to be doing this movie. I really push hard this This is a this big one. one for us. Hey, yeah, growing up I with this movie. I love this movie. It is criminally <laughs> underrated. It really – and watching it this time, I was like, this – it not only stands up, it's like better than before. Oh. Like, I love yeah. this movie. I could watch this movie. I have watched this movie so much and I could yeah. just keep – I think it's such a little gem and it's such a good plug. Like, I don't think you could <laughs> give it to anyone and they wouldn't laugh even a little bit. Yeah, 100%. Um, but so yeah. especially, I feel like you guys are especially biased towards it because it's like, you know, we did like little Yeah, we dance did dance and, and things. I guess if you're like, <laughs> but I do, I do just think it's so funny. Like it's so. It's so, in, yeah, yeah. It's so well done. It's subtle. I'm really excited to talk about this one. Yeah. As am I. Are these um, the first documentaries we've done as well? Yeah, I think so. Oh, interesting. So um, I love, a documentary, a is like a, a documentary sorry, is a fake documentary. Everyone will know that. Is that like Chris Lilly style yeah, thing, like, yeah. all those kind of things? Yeah, but like not racist. Yeah, well, exactly. Like, like problematic. In, no. It actually, in one of them was a little bit racist, but. Oh, yeah, there's vibes. <laughs> Wait, yeah, I have to remember some of the. Oh, no, yeah, Drop Dead Gorgeous has other problems, but yeah. okay. Should we start with Drop Dead Gorgeous? Yeah, let's do it. I'm excited. All right. Drop Dead Gorgeous is a 1999, almost in the 2000s, not just yet. I want to party uh, like uh, it's uh, 1999. Uh, uh, <laughs> Do you think that every time uh, you see it from 1999? Uh, 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 Brittany Murphy, Alison Jenny, Denise Richards, Amy Adams in her oh, film Kirstie debut. Kirsty Allen, very excited to talk about this cast. Um, and it's about a beauty pageant um, called the Sarah Rose Cosmetics Mount Rose American Teen Princess Pageant <laughs> in a small town in Minnesota. In Minnesota. Um, and because uh, I hadn't seen this one before and like Darcy actually recommended it to me a while ago and that's why we watched it. And the turn about this one that makes it different to Razzle Dazzle, even though they're both obviously heightened, is that Drop Dead Gorgeous takes the angle of being like the the dark humour that someone is killing contestants because they want to win. Mm. Um, so it's a bit more like absurdist. Exactly, mm. yeah. Kind of more reminded me a lot of like Heathers and that kind yeah. of style yeah, of a thing. Yeah, it's that era as well. Yeah. yeah. So that era. Yeah, and it's trying to have more that like jawbreaker. punchy quotability, jawbreaker. That, yeah, Yeah, 100%. so it's like a bit sexier. It's more about yeah. like, the teen rivalry. And about, you know, like queens, yeah, like, like, like women being like real divas and stuff. Yeah. And then like the sweet girl that's like sweet doing it the honest dance. way. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Um, what do we think of this? Have you, have you guys seen this one before? Yeah, yeah. It actually just came on like Hulu in the States. And I remember them being this oh, big right. fanfare of like people for whom it's like a cult favourite being like, yes, it's accessible to watch. And it's totally inaccessible to watch in Australia. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what we like, had, we had, I found it really hard Wait, to watch Did you guys know though, about yeah. it growing no, up? No, I'd never, right? heard, of never heard of it before we brought it to the podcast. I didn't know it. And I'm surprised because it has such a star-studded mm. cast, which was so nice. It was so nice seeing, especially like Amy Adams, Kirsten Dunst, Denise Richards. Brittany Murphy. Brittany Murphy all oh, alongside each other dancing, so doing their little high kicks and things. I was like, oh. Yeah, their numbers were so fun. Yeah, it was really yeah. cute. I had a really fun time watching this movie, but I didn't expect it to take the kind of turn that it did. I was, like, quite surprised yeah. that it got as – not dark. It's still, like, funny. It's a bit, like, dark yeah. comedy, dark humour. If anything, but, I, I found myself on a first watch, I kept on really appreciating that, like, especially with light comedies like this, an actual problem does become that, like, it's very obvious what's going to happen. And yeah. you're just like, oh, yeah, well, I know where this is going to go. And, like, not in, like, a wild way. I just mean, like, this movie mm. 
surprised me many times and that I was like, oh, I so was so like with a movie like this, I was so set on what it was going to be. Yeah. And then especially the back 30 minutes, you're like, oh, like, yeah, where are we going? What's happening? What and you're like, I think too. it's done. But then it's like, oh no, actually I'm glad it's not done. You're doing kind of a, I quite like this. Yeah. I, yeah. Like like, I found it surprising watching it last night. Like I just tapped the screen to see where we were at some point. We were like and it's halfway. like, yeah, the pageant starts halfway through the movie, which is like normally in any like sport movie or like anything where it's about like the big contest that will be the last act of the movie. Yeah, structurally mm. it's... But, yeah, yeah, it's like the uh, midpoint of the movie is the pageant starts and then the last act of the movie is, like, all these disasters happening to make Kirsten Dunst, like, yeah. get where she needed to be because she wouldn't get there otherwise because it's also like rigged yeah. and unfair yeah, so, and little, yeah, so like, for someone else who hasn't seen yeah. it, is this not the same sort of structure as, like, some of the other sporty teen movies that we've talked about where there's like a uh, there's like a local state national sort of progression thing it's just like the one pageant see it's not ordered in the it's not like distributed evenly if that makes sense so the whole first half is them leading up to the pageant which is like how, just the shitty like town one yeah and it's how the like the the local one it's how the competition you know is getting more intense and you, that's where the they delve into the characters. You have your little like fake interviews and things. And then at the halfway point, you go into the actual local pageant and that's probably goes for like a quarter of the film. And then the last act, the last little quarter there mm. is like her state nationals. State state really nationals and then after the fact. Very quickly. Um, yeah. So yeah, it is. I agree, Liza. I was surprised by the pace of it. Did, um, did you pleasantly, enjoy it? Yeah. But, cool. um, and I think it meant that you knew the characters you know, especially those f- initial, um, you know, establishing with the characters you're introducing to all the um, participants in the pageant. I really liked that. That was probably like my favourite part of the film was like meeting them and knowing them. Yeah, interesting. Um, which this is comparing the pigs a bit, but you don't get that. Uh, like that develops much slowly, much more slow, sorry, mm, in Razzle Dazzle. Razzle Dazzle is a very traditional yeah. sports story. Yeah. yeah. One thing I would say about watching um, Drop Dead Gorgeous was, and I'm not sure if this has more to do with the um, difference in like Australian and American humour, but it was just more heavy handed than I had expected. Mm. With the mockumentary style, I don't necessarily go in expecting to know that it's a comedy. Like there should be humorous parts. That's what I want to see, but I want to see it or maybe not want to see it, but I expect to see it in a way that someone could turn it on and be like, oh, this is such a weird documentary. Yeah. Like these people are so like funny. that's the point of the style that exactly. you're meant to sort of buy it. You're and meant think to it could realistically be a doco. Doco, exactly. And Whereas I don't think this, you think that. <laughs> I didn't think that at all watching this movie, and I almost maybe think it doesn't belong to the genre. It's just a comedy that you know adopts the interview style like yeah, narrativity, which I don't think is necessarily a bad thing. It just means that like comparative to Razzle Dazzle, I was like a little bit thrown off last night watching it. It's mm. true that one of them much more you empathize with them with the understanding that they're real people. Yeah. And then one of them you're just like empathizing with characters. Yeah. Because I think Kirsten Dunst, like the set like the sentiment of why do we even say spoilers on this podcast anymore? Mm. Everyone knows. But the sentiment of that everyone's so busy doing, especially Denise Richards, is so busy like doing the competition to win in like illegal ways, in like insincere ways, through mm. lying and cheating and stuff. And how sweet it is that Kirsten Dunst is like the one person who's like, oh, I've been practicing really hard. Yeah, like I've been learning my little tapping. dance and I've been practicing at home. Yeah. And then she just gets to like authentically do Her the pageantry for what it is. It is a more like, well, it's not a big statement, I don't think, but I also mean like obviously that isn't something as much that would come across in like a mockumentary form where you were really going yeah. for this like naturalism or something. But I like the idea that we sell with Kirsten Dunst that like, the inherent concept of a pageant isn't ridiculous. Like it's what's become of them and like yeah. that they're just like literally, yeah, like putting the, yeah. like clown the makeup stakes. on like yeah. chill, like teenage girls yeah. as though they're like, yeah. you know, product, products already. And then it's yeah. all funded by this like giant conglomerate that's like scamming everyone and yeah, stuff. Yeah, it goes like, insolvent at the end of the movie. Yeah, it's like it's really quite heightened. But or even that they're getting these like old pervy guys to judge it. How funny like, that is that like the judges are these people who have like no clue. Like and which of these pervs. pubescent girls is the hottest? Like, exactly, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I think the thing for me <laughs> that I would raise as an issue with the film um, outright would be the fact that 
it does dip into the naturalism when it has these moments of crises. So um, the swan float is set alight or all the girls get sick from the seafood or the shellfish or whatever. Oh, that was a but great then it, It's so fun. Which is so fun and probably some of the stronger points of the film. But then it goes into really classic tropey sports style aesthetics like um the montage of Kirsten Dunst dancing down the street the tapping. The like don't put it in a montage just address it very naturalistically and be like look at this cute little girl she's just tapping her way home it's actually so true that it that didn't need really to be a montage like a yeah and yeah. in that way it looks more like obviously direct parallel because it's Kirsten Dunst but like it looks more like bring it on than it does a mockumentary um so it's that true, took me yeah. out a bit I think yeah I feel like there is something a little bit labored over a little bit like too worked on compared to like when you think of mockumentary I think something that like Razzle Downs and Drop Dead Gorgeous both owe a lot to is like Christopher Guest movies like Spinal Tap and Best Best in in Show show and stuff which we were considering doing in the episode yeah Mm. and it's like those movies do feel like documentary and the jokes like they are improv and they feel like it whereas here I felt like there was a sameness to a lot of the jokes where like every cast member was told after you say your joke, like do this like grin at the camera that's like an awkward like, yeah. oh, like these characters are so Give clueless. Give them a moment to laugh. Like, it's like yeah. in real life not everyone acts the same in front of the camera and yeah. I feel like that was like a direction thing. Like yeah. it can't have come from every actor thinking that was the right mm. choice. It was mm. definitely them being like that will be funny yeah, and it's something totally. that hasn't aged well to me when there's like – more natural docos, like yeah. you were saying, or yeah. more natural mockumentaries. For, for me, this kind of thing happens a lot where someone's like, oh, like a thing I watched in my teenage years that's quite a like cult fun movie that no one knows about and you watch it and you're like, uh, it has a few laughs, it's fine. Mm. But like I was quite pleasantly surprised by this one to be like, oh, I'm truly surprised I didn't know about this movie. Like mm, I really too. would think that if I'd known this existed, I would have loved it as a kid and watched it mm. as much as I watched a lot of stuff we watched mm. as a kid. Like, like I actually was like, yeah. oh, this exactly. Like, oh, this one slipped through. I really would rec- like for a first watch, especially I was like, I think it's really tight. Like mm. I think it's very fun. Yeah. Mm. But don't you think as well, it relies so much on the fact that it's just got a fucking good cast. And I never yeah. swear on this podcast. That's saying something <laughs> like it has got <laughs> no, such no, a good cast. Like Amy Adams is so Funny. She's so mm. funny in this movie. Almost so when her good. hat thing is the Washington when Monument. Hat, yeah, so, so all funny. of them wear like these little comical like novelty hats <laughs> which display like different American monuments and they come up and they say why they're like proud to be an American. What does and Amy, <laughs> one of them does like the big ball of twine in town in like, Minnesota. I misunderstood like, the assignment. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they're all really funny and Amy Adams does like the Washington Monument. Just because she's like a thought. Yeah. <laughs> her character. <laughs> She's so like, funny. it's like phallic, so she's like stroking it. It's a horror. Oh my god! Yeah, it's just a it, like they and carry Alice and Janney. Like, goddamn, oh, she's so. And she good. brings a lot of heart to the movie as well. The relationship, like the dynamic between Janney and Dunst, is really. You gotta like, love people playing for truth and me laughing as a yeah. result of that. Dust and I talked about that in the Nancy Myers episode. It's been like. I hate when people try to sell jokes to me too much. Like just mm. authentically care and it'll be funny. Yeah. And that's also Jenny. I'm like, oh, you really like love this kid. Yeah. So sweet. Yeah. yeah. You feel like you're like um, her mum. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. Like, like you really care for her. And mm. Absolutely. Yeah, so. This might be like a bit of a random detail, but for me, like I, this doesn't occur to me very often, but it's come to mind with me for this particularly because you were like discussing that sort of the line between like mockumentary and just like a flat out comedy, mm. like, What's the camera work like in this? Because yeah, so in, in my experience, in a lot of the camera work is like actually that really is, instrumental yeah. to like ma- making that like true to life feel. Yeah, like. well, that's like the biggest thing. Like one of is the fact that you do want this, like you, you want it to look like a documentary and it doesn't when, so most of it they have like the establishing, it's like an interview. So it's like a sit down, obviously it's a manufactured like environment and stuff, just like a, you know, journalist interviewing anyone. But, you know, it's all kind of like slice of life, like you're watching them in their ordinary day. And then for some parts it just comes out of that entirely and it's not really like the documentary crew is following them, but it becomes like, you know, and like an edited montage of Kirsten Dunst dancing in kind of like a, like, like the little pre, um, 
pre-competition montage training yeah montage or whatever like rocky but not you know Mm -hmm. so that's what takes it out of it it shouldn't look like that to me because it's supposed to look like a documentary you wouldn't see that in a documentary yeah I mean does it do like the kind of is it like handy cam sort of like shaky moving around behind someone sort of stuff probably not as much as you less so do at points but yeah it is true that it's a lot of the time you're like well this is just the way you'd film it if it was a comedy Mm, comedy one joke I did like at the end though is like when it's like this massive scene of carnage and Mm. stuff at like Meg was saying the like swan parade where Denise Richards like gets burned alive alive. and the film crew like you know the fictional film crew making drop dead gorgeous bump into like the cops crew (laughs) crew, and they're like oh hi Dave they're like high five like shake hands (laughs) yeah that was really so good (laughs) yeah but this movie is it's really funny and it's really funny because there's some awesome performances some really good writing before we move on can we talk MVP I'm gonna throw Brittany Murphy in the mix. I feel like she wasn't I've got in Amy. enough. They weren't in enough, but they and made they, me I laugh think they the risked being one joke characters as well. But Amy, yeah. that's what I mean. So Amy excellently plays a stereotype of like she's hot and like plays <laughs> well, that up a lot. Yeah. Whereas like to me, like the Brittany Murphy one is like we get to see even though it is like a one type character, like with the joke being she's like a bit weird and like laugh, like thinks everything's fucking hilarious and like it's laughs so way cute. too much. It's just a classic case of being like, you are such an interesting yeah, person. Yeah. Like, you are so, so like, fun to watch. Like whatever Murphy, you have. like a character. <laughs> exactly. Like, whatever you do, yeah. I'm going to find you so electric and funny to watch. Like, she's yeah. electric in it. I love her. I think I feel the same. Actually, no, I don't think I feel the same way about Amy Adams. I love her. I think she's so funny in this movie. It's enough to just be the best at being a one joke yeah, character. It's, like, why a, not? Like, it's enough for me that she was just so good at playing that one note and she has like – the boyfriend who she's like, oh, I think at one point as well, this is a moment I really liked when the documentary crew are like, are you nervous? And she's like, yeah, like I'm about two months late. Yeah. Like, blah, blah, blah. She's talking about how she's, she's like, like, how did you know? How did you know? They're like, no, no, about the competition. She's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I am. And she just like <laughs> plays it off. So How funny. do you feel about like something we got to talk about with this movie? Like especially compared to movies like Bring It On and Heathers <laughs> and stuff, this is a movie that really is not afraid to punch down though, right? Yeah. Like especially with like – ableist jokes oh yeah, yeah that's horrible that well, entire bit I'm like in what about... world is that fucking funny and there is also the adopted character she's like a caucasian like american oh yeah, girl, and, like, and has adopted asian parents, by yeah. asian parents and they plug quite like anti-asian sentiment or not i don't know if it's anti but it's just like very they're like tropey. super imperialist and she says yeah. like her idol or who she'd want to have as president is like emperor hirohito and you're like yeah uh, what? Would anyone actually yeah. say that? And they use the R slur like heaps throughout the movie. Yeah, constantly. Or enough to be like a little bit. It shows its age in that way. Oh, well, the joke um, of that character is that he's. Yeah, so there's a character he's who. He's neurodivergent. Played like, by that's Will exclusively the joke. He's yeah, like, haha. Yeah. Just that he's like slow or whatever. He's slow or whatever. Yeah, and it's, yeah. That is. It's, it takes you out of it, definitely. I guess. I don't know how much we can speak to it because obviously it does punch down. Completely, and we could still have said that in 1999, but maybe to an audience that wasn't listening quite so like attentively. I think we find this a lot with these like teen kind of teenage girl things we have, where because Mm. so much of the comedy is based around being like being bitchy, bitchy girls, Mm. and like that whole thing. It means that there's so much like comedy that's based in like women tearing each other down, even though like the end messages that always to a degree you shouldn't do that yeah Yeah, it came up when we were talking about mean Mean girls girls. Girls yeah yeah, it's so comedy ages so quickly and so badly that like Mm. if you're trying to use like whatever's edgy or like sort of dodgy to say in the present day within like five to ten years it will be just like it's not funny at some point. Yeah. Like, it goes and good comedians that. recognize that, like, comedy mm-hmm. always, like, is going to grow in age and you can't be like... As it should. Like, absolutely. That's uh, the like, mark of a growing society. Absolutely. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Like, that's exactly what's supposed to happen. Like, yeah. it's supposed to be current to and the time. particularly in something about, like, a beauty pageant or about, like, normalcy or perfection or whatever. It's like, you can see how they're like, oh, the characters are super, like, ableist and, like, make fun of dysfunctional yeah. bodies. Yeah, like to the, to the, like, set setting. Yeah, like, you can see what the rationale behind it. And putting it in there. It's just like, it isn't that funny. (laughs) But it is sad. It just means that like the, the 
world of the film is just so available to these kind of issues and they do arise when you're watching this movie. Mm. Um, yeah, totally. But, yeah, we have to bring them up, though. We can't look at this movie and be like, oh, it's so oh, present. Oh, that doesn't happen. It does. Especially, like, that so. character. It's, like, so present. Like, he, yeah. he's in, like, the whole movie and you're like, oh, my God, you are yeah, you've not told him. one joke about him other than the fact that, like, mm. and it's also he's just not really that funny. inconveniencing to everyone, apparently. Yeah, and a character that's, like, a deaf activist calls him, like, the artwork as well. It's yeah. like, oh, oh, so in the world of the movie, like, Every every single character, even like the virtuous characters, yeah. are like just being dicks about this. Ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah so that's a very dated part of the film. Absolutely. Well, shall we chat? Not to end on Razzly a dazzling. Note. We did like it, but yeah, let's let's swap it on over. <laughs> that's it. Let's do it. Yoo-hoo. Meg, a beat. Boom, boom, boom. To introduce you to our next film, Eliza's going to rap about Razzle Dazzle. It's a dance class, but their dancing is ass. Mr. Jonathan runs it. He is such a dumb shit. They do a rap. I mean, they do a dance about. That was great. It was okay. I just bail too easily. We'll keep on practicing. We'll keep practicing. <laughs> it's okay. We'll, we should do yeah. that more. Yeah. I think it's good. We'll all get better at that it. That was a lot of pressure. You didn't know you were going to do that, right? You didn't. I didn't tell her what it was. I didn't tell her. But I have <laughs> notes. I have my notes about Razzle Dazzle in front of me. I should have been able to. No, you were close. Like, you were really, doing really good. Mr. Jonathan, well you're dumb shit. He's was, not. Have you seen the movie? He's a great guy. Well, he got He's there very intellectual. He come first in the Stedford of my heart. True. For rapping. Whoa, that's beautiful. But Meg, you. Meg killed the beats. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, that was flowing out of you like lava. That was great. Oh. <laughs> Ew. It's <laughs> coming out of me like lava. I that's referencing in that movie. Okay, great. Well, as Eliza so eloquently rapped for us, Razzle Dazzle, A Journey into Dance is an Australian mockumentary that we all watched all the time as a kid. And it was a classic one where someone would come over. I just, the thing I mostly associate with Razzle Dazzle is asking people like, did you watch, do you watch Razzle Dazzle growing up? Because like, it's one of those things that if you watched it, it was one of your favorite things. Mm. And if you didn't know about it, you were about to know about it and it would be one of your favorite things. We used to hire it from Video Easy. Oh, so it has such a bad cover. Like the post for this is like, yeah, it's like a, a random, random girl. girl. Very like Netflix syndrome of like, they just mm. put like a random girl on it and people were watching. Stop photo vibes. It looks mm. really like trashy and stuff. But no, this it's one, one of the girls in the troupe. Yeah, but, but it's, like, not a it's not a character. Oh, right, yeah. Not tra- so she, the girl herself is not trashy. She, yeah. I hope she's doing very well. I just don't enjoy the poster for it at all. <laughs> um, and it's about – it's a much more traditional um, underdog sports movie story about Mr. Jonathan who runs a dance studio that's very, um, like, arty and very <laughs> – evocative and deal with very deep, dark, powerful themes yeah, like, like mining oppression. And- <laughs> like yeah, like um capitalism and sweatshops Skin and stuff. Cancer. Skin cancer. <laughs> um and how he always gets the encouragement award or you know, the Artistic best creativity. try, like creativity award. But they suck. <laughs> They're really bad. And then the other dance school that is their competition is very by the book. Um, I said, very usual. proud Classic of their Stedford. Very much like you know yeah. everyone on a diet. Essentially, it's been like everyone be bulimic <laughs> and like just fat shaming all these like fifteen year old girls. Mm. And it's about yeah, Mr. Jonathan's team coming up the ranks. Mm. And this is one of those ones that like when you haven't watched it for a while, you're really nervous that a rewatch is going to make you be like, damn it, I was just a dumb kid. <laughs> yeah, this movie. Fucks! It goes it's, so hard. I had an even better time this movie. watching this movie than I've ever had. And just the emotional before. beats sent me. <gasps> like I just, it's so dorky. Like, but I love the idea that like what Mr. Jonathan is inherently trying to do, even though it's dumb to be like, my goal is to tell these beautiful, powerful, artistic mm. stories with like <laughs> children's, children's dance, dance groups. <laughs> but actually, the sentiment of the ending in the dance is essentially the big dance I've done is like. 
it's about you know freeing Being women free from to like everybody's like yeah. um, hijabs and is that the way you say that word? Sorry, hijabs. I think they're wearing burkas in the burkas. Burkas. It's very um, like oriental. It's very oriental. Sure. And you're like fucking hell, and it's just like way too. But then like, but it's dancey. It's fun. I don't care. They like <laughs> and they like then, snap their like fluoro fake guns and things. Yeah, they're, so they're like, like get rid of the guns. And we're then dancing. they chuck them off, and then it's like big colorful outfits. And I'm like, oh, it's actually quite sweet that the sentiment he needed to learn was like whatever his stupid shit does, it always has to be centered in the girls. And like having fun. Having fun. Yeah. Like I know it's dorky, but I saw it with that <laughs> lens this time. I was like, I love it. It's so yeah. great. Yeah. He's so Aww. sweet. And he has a yeah. prolonged hug with, oh, with the mom. Yeah. The mom. Oh, yeah. What's movie. her name? Nadine Gardner. Yeah. It has a lot yeah. of like Aussie TV comedy talent that we would have like grown up with on play school. <laughs> yeah, and that we totally overlook as well. I really wish I had thought of this movie. I did a subject at uni last year, um, Australian film and TV. And so much of it was just, it was a great subject, but so much of it was just about like whinging about how we don't have much going on mm. here, how we miss out on, you know, in so many ways, how our comedy is kind of stupid and things like that. I really wish I thought of And we of make this fun of ourselves a lot. And how we yeah. make fun of ourselves. But as well, like that's something about this movie that's so special mm, totally. is that it makes sort of, it takes a mickey out of us, but in a really like, humbling way well, it feels and like it is end, us like this is what we up. are yeah and it does feel like that that's exactly right and i wonder how much of that is because we actually like literally relate to some of these characters because we all grew yeah. up doing showy things like this like dancing and stuff but even the fact that like when we think of australian films and tv we think so much of like home and away or neighbors and it's like suburban <laughs> locale mm. and it locates to sort of maybe the outback or the beach or but this is just kind of like a normal suburban and there's like dance suburban schools ordinary and like that. That I think Australian like TV yeah, especially can do quite well. Before saying like so much Australian film, it's focused on being distinctly Australian, and yeah. it does that by like being super naturey or like oh, what's innate to Australia? Yeah. and also like, like selling a version about- <laughs> of Australia to America, like Crocodile yeah. Dundee yeah. and stuff. You're like, I'm sure that's authentic to some people, yes, yeah. but like mm. that's us painting ourselves a way for a foreign market. Yeah, yeah. So many recent movies, like yeah. The Dressmaker, was just that 100 percent like being yeah, yeah absolutely. Australian. There seems to be like two strains of thought. There's like how Australian film, and that's like the national cinema interprets ourselves for the rest of the world and that's like yeah. the idea of otherness that we are this alien world that resembles yeah that rattlers we closely convicts. resemble and that borrows yeah. probably more from like a western tradition we have sort of cowboy characters like dundee and and that is probably especially us being like a metropolitan like viewership is not so relatable but then the how we interpret ourselves for ourselves is more so attached to like suburban ordinariness like we much more Mm. Um, we are much more attracted to like, yeah, shows like this, TV shows, like maybe well, even like Offspring like, or something like that. I think that. like Kath and mm. Kim, Kim uh, sort of, Summer Heights High. Yeah. Those things are popular as well because like, oh my God, that is what Australia and is for me. And they're all like, that mockumentary style. Exactly. And they all, all have that like, sort of doco look. That's yeah. weird. And then when being like it could be the person next door. Or, yeah. 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 But even then, like if you did try and take that to like an American viewership, it's a bit hard for them to understand it. Like even when they tried to adapt Kath and Kim for America, like total mm. flop. So that is why I do wonder how much how difficult it would be for some less biased viewer, like someone who is American, even like Max, like your boyfriend, would he <laughs> like, um, if we were comparing the pics, how much would he like this movie? Yeah, how Because he hasn't grown up in how this How interesting way. that we'll never really know how applicable like our style of humour is or how much transferable it is to like other mm, countries. Because yeah. you know? I feel like we translate? align more with like a UK humour and get what that is. Yeah. Whereas like a lot of Americans would be like, what's funny about that? I yeah. don't get it. And the best case study for that is, like, The Office UK, The Office US. Yeah, Like, our comedy would be so much more similar to, like, the UK. Yeah, what would you, an Australian office look like? It's really interesting. Mm. Um, Sorry, tangent. That was totally No, it was very (laughs) fancy and impressive. I love it. (laughs) Thanks, guys. We should tag your – is that a thing we're allowed to do, to tag Tag. your – an essay of yours or something? <laughs> oh, essays. No, they're true. so dry. I don't think you would Link to a PDF that people could yeah, download. That would be cool. I love them. I thought they were really good. <laughs> um, this, yeah, no, but on, on the performances topic, like the, it, the, it's like these, especially the adult characters, I think, I'm like, oh, you will play it for truth so much. Like yeah. it's so sincere. Mr. Jonathan, like really cares and the funniest to me is like the mum like, yeah so what good. the hell it's like the typical mm. stage parent 
And like, I, one of the most like iconic stage drama moments of all time is just like her running up and like her daughter's essentially collapsed physically and fainted. Manipulating her. And she's like dance, physically dance, manipulating dance. her. And she's like, dancey dance, dance. <laughs> <laughs> la, la, My favorite bit from her is la, when la. she's like super like hungover or like depressed oh, when okay. her daughter, Tennille. She's like bashing the like, Barocca yeah, into her cup. And she snaps like a tab of Barocca into a drink and like without moving her head. Like, oh my God, we were saying, I didn't know what that was. What does Tennille say? Tennille was like, She's having one of her yeah, bad headache days. Mummy headaches. I completely forgot it was coming and have not laughed that hard probably this year when – so she's just done the dancey, dancey, dance and, like, the dad is carrying her out and then, like, the mum. So, her like, she's following behind oh, and she <laughs> slams down on the stairs. I wonder if that was intentional. I, I literally was. was like – but it's – she really so fun. It's such a funny idea that, like, <laughs> after that's happened, as you're leaving, you just you still keep getting yourself. Like, it's like that kind of thing is usually not funny, but in the context of like the day that they've just had, it's too funny, and it's yeah. just like picking up her stuff and she's like, "I'm all right, I'm all right." Yeah. So sad. Oh god. I think it's this- too good. I think Razzle Daniel, Dazzle, Razzle Daniel, Ronald McDonald, Ronald Daniel, Razzle Daniel, Dazzle. Forget it, forget it. I'm done. Ronnie McDonald. The movie, <laughs> the movie we're talking about right now. Um, in the parts where it is more heavy-handed and hammy, like where you've got the really elite troupe that are fantastic and do so well. Um, when I was watching it, because I feel like I was quite harsh on Drop Dead Gorgeous about these kind of things. Those moments are hammy. Does that take you out of it because they still use that naturalistic style? I think it's just enough in this movie. Like yeah. another character where you're like, this is so obviously absurd is like his helper who adopts oh, foster yeah. kids yeah. for the express purpose of like stage parenting them and like so, hoping yeah. that this foster kid will be the best dancer in the like troop. Returns but I like, that's say, so over the top. Do you remember Tammy who used to teach at our dance school? No. <laughs> Did she do that? She was she Bye. wasn't she wasn't doing it for that purpose. She was a foster parent. Um but she would she would have foster kids that came in through the studio and she had a lot of them. And, like, you know, they would be it was I mean, like temporary was. placement, but she would really get them good. They were real dancers by the time that she was done with them. But I mean, I guess any foster parent and would be I, like, I'm interested in this. Why don't you give it a go? And she also had, like, bleach blonde hair. <gasps> Wait, do you think that was the inspiration? Was I don't know if it was, like, the inspiration, but watching it, I had never thought of it before. I was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. If any people who I used to dance with or Tammy herself are listening to this, you'll know what I'm talking about. Contact us, Tammy. Tammy won't. Tammy will be like, what are they doing? Contact the Tammy hotline. But yeah, really, I was watching it. I was like, this is quite a personal anecdote. Sorry, listeners. You probably don't care about this. But watching that, That's even though that is totally hammy and like, there you very go. This reminded you of your own. It reminded me enough that I was like, like, oh, my no. God, I knew that And person. there's so much stuff in the movie where you're like, oh, yeah, that totally happens. Yeah. <laughs> like just weirdly like sexualize the children, like watching yeah. kids like do some dance. You're like, what the fuck is this? And like why would like, you make yeah. kids do this in rehearse yeah. for like a year? <laughs> how they play it and they play it really well the seriousness with which like the dance teachers will direct the parents like to deal with the costumes and mm, the hair like, and thank stuff. you mummies for the thank hair nets. it's like that is yeah. so authentic yeah i know it took so... a lot of time but the difference wow wow like it's just so funny like it's so and yeah. i wonder if it's just like i don't know how biased we are because like really especially noah and i but eliza as well you did dance all through when you were younger mm-hmm. and things like I would go to dance classes after school every single day for like a few years there. And we were so in that world yeah. and that is what it's like. So I don't know if someone's watching this movie and being like, this is absurd, but we don't find it that absurd because that's just kind of a little bit what it was like for us. I don't yeah. know. What did no, you, 100%. How yeah. do you feel about like the dancing in the movie? Like because it's kids dance, like compared to Drop Dead Gorgeous where all the contestants are pretty much played by adults and it can afford to be a lot more dark. I felt like in this one, often like the dance and like the musical scenes compared to a lot of other musicals we've watched, it's like pretty secondary or like they'll put the kids in like a funny costume as sort of the focus of the scene. Mm. To me, it's why the last dance actually works. Because it the actually whole time has something to do with the story. It's being counterpointed this thing of being like the joke is that there's all this high drama and conflict and mm. competition and tension for what is ultimately children dancing. Yeah. Like just like young children paying to do a weekend activity and dancing. Yeah. And then the final dance in the movie is, and it's also shot this way, the thing of being like, oh, you would be so, like, imagine being a boarder's 
fuck parent being like oh my god when is this gonna end yeah and that happens so like oh this is kind of fun like they're yeah. kind of having fun like you actually get lulled into it and you go oh that's really sweet like they're really having yeah. a good time and to me like the la it actually kind of sells that ending for me whereas drop dead gorgeous never really has oh no it does with her tap dance which is yeah. like oh we just happened, really put effort and time really nice. into this but that is that those are probably the strongest parts of both of the movies where you have these like like the whole time you are sort of maybe a lot less probably with um, Razzle Dazzle, but like making fun of them. We're sort of laughing. As like them, a really trivial not with activity. Them. Yeah, you're whatever. like, this is so stupid. And then you have moments like the final dance, like Kirsten Dunst's um, tap solo, where you're like, oh, but like, you know, even though some of it is a bit of like, it's a, it's a silly little life, it's still like, <laughs> it's got meaning. Like it means <laughs> something to these Sad silly little characters. Jing. And yeah. it's just like, it's very sweet. Like it's uh-huh. like everyone's got you know, parts of their life that they treat really seriously that in the grand scheme, it's like, you know, not a drop in and the And at that age, it's the thing. Mm. Like, in the world of You have matters. to treat the thing. There's almost a degree of, like, reverence. I, I Actually, I think both movies do this, but I don't like a movie that acts like the main central thing it's about is dumb the whole time. Like, mm. the mm. point is when you're a kid, what – and a teen movie really has to, has to do this well. Yes, it's, like, teen issues, but, like – that is your life when you're a kid. Mm. So it needs to feel like that. Whereas when the movie's like talking down to it, as I, th- as I think a more spoofy take like Drop Dead Gorgeous does, it means you don't respect the competition as much. Mm, Whereas yeah. with this, the thing that for me works so well is like every sports film is faced with the, you know, since like Rocky, especially since the mm. question of like, do you have them win or lose? But it's about the journey that yeah. we got there with. And the thing this movie does so well is you empathize with them so much because it sets up so early on that they never win. They never, like, they're such <laughs> yeah. underdogs. It isn't even, they aren't even arrogant. They literally just are like, we, for once he needs to win. Yeah. That the whole time you're like, nope, they needed to win. Like yeah. they did need yeah. to win. If like- they'd lost, I would have been pissed. Like <laughs> yeah. I actually, I don't want that. It's about the way we got there. Like they deserved the win and they got it. And it's but so But I guess fun. that is the same as Kirsten Dunst. In mm. like in both movies, it in takes like movies. a freak accident for them to get through to the next but round. Like, oh, <laughs> this movie, they win fair and square once they get there. Whereas oh, Doctor yeah. Gorgeous mm-hmm. does do the Rocky thing of being like the person. Well, in Rocky, he he it's like a fair loss, but mm-hmm. he did he fought well. But I mean, like it does the thing of being like, oh, she lost, but the audience thinks she won, and mm. then like the real winner it was just like a glorified scheme. contest thing. Well, we're already kind of comparing the pics a bit. Should we get yeah, yeah, into it now? I just wanted to say as well, yeah. did you guys love in Razzle Dazzle, like they have so many, they have basically every like song about dance ever, but it's like a really like janky cover of yeah. it. Like they have like Footloose. What a feeling. Yeah. Like all these different songs. But it'll be like some random Australian person singing. <laughs> How hey, random is that? Is shaking. She's listening. Yeah. She's like, how dare they? <laughs> That's like in Dance Moms, all those like oh, fucked yeah. songs. Yeah. They're like, because I can't buy, buy, buy the rights to songs. And yeah. they're like, what are they? They're... Like the Cell Block Tango one. And it's like. It'll be like, we are bad killers. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, you we'll guys could get him. It's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where'd you find this? I love that. So <laughs> funny. All right, let's get let's into it. Let's compare these little boys. Oh, let's get stuck in. Hello, I'm JT, a lifelong student of the paranormal and the unexplained. I've spent over 35 years researching and learning about a wide range of subjects, from UFOs and cryptids to ghosts and the supernatural, from hidden and lost treasures to mankind's mysterious past and all other things mysterious and Fortean. Each week, I'll bring you some relevant and interesting articles in this genre, as well as a different topic. Some you may be familiar with, but many you most likely will never have known existed. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride. And let me be your tour guide as we explore the unexplained on the paranormal sun. So, two teen mockumentaries from two, from one from America, one from Australia, both talking about like a you know, teenage girl cultural kind of competition thing in a mockumentary kind of style. Um, and we've talked a lot, which I think is an interesting one with this comparison about what the style of humor of these different nations kind of gives and lends to the movie. Um, is it my understanding that we all kind of agree, like with Razzle Dazzle, 
that it lends more of a like honesty and like reality to the mockumentary form mm. with the nature of Australian comedy, whereas the more like heightened, specific, scripted humor of an American comedy makes the mockumentary form of Drop Dead Gore does not work as much. Mm. Yeah, totally. And having like the name actors as well, like yeah. part of yeah, what makes so, Razzle Dazzle really good point, yeah. so good, and like a bunch of other mockumentaries that I really love. It's like if they use less known actors, you buy it a lot more. Whereas I don't think they could have made Drop Dead Gorgeous too naturalistic when you have like Denise Richards and Kirstie Alley and stuff. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Also Denise Richards, just like everyone in the movie does a Minnesota accent except Denise Richards. I feel like she just couldn't be bothered. Denise Richards She's really like, is I'm just gonna be myself. Hey, she's such a big career and so much of the stuff you're just like, damn, it's, it's Denise Richards. And I'm like. Tammy and the T-Rex. Yeah. I Wait, what? what is that the Whoopi Goldberg one? Tammy and the T-Rex. It's about she and Paul Walker are a couple and he gets killed, mm-hmm. fed to lions, oh. and they put his brain in a robotic dinosaur and Denise Richards sounds rides so the dinosaur. Up. It sounds really it's not, it's not. It's not. It's really um, good. Moving on. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, I think at the, like, outset, the Razzle Dazzle benefits just because of the nature of our humour, our Australian sense of humour. Like the self-deprecating. The self-deprecating. Yeah, low-key ordinariness. Mm. Like we thrive in the mundane, telling the stories of like the underdog, Mm. someone who you can relate to. Kind of like the castle as well even. Yeah, like the castle, exactly like the castle. Um, That movie is really good. You ever rewatch the castle and you're like, that is like a really good film. Mm. So good. Um, but yeah, the, the ability to watch and like relate whilst also laughing brings a humanizing aspect to Razzle Dazzle that is not, um, applicable to Drop Dead Gorgeous, which is a bit probably unfair because, um, I don't know. I probably as well am thinking about it in like the same way that I think about like toddlers and tiaras, Mm -hmm. like you watch it and you're instructed to sort of be like, this is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Like this is absurd. And whilst Razzle Dazzle shows parts of like the Estedford culture in Australia as completely ridiculous and absurd, which they are inevitably the, the like through line is yeah, but we love them. Like, we love them nonetheless. Like, it's True. crazy. We love these crazy cats. Whereas the state of almost, like, American beauty pageantry is, like, so ridiculous that it's, like, I don't want you to I paint it with reverence. Like, it like is you. ridiculous. Yeah. Whereas, like, with the Razzle you Dazzle one, you're, like, to go God, or like, this stuff is so dumb. And, yeah. like, obviously there are points where it's, like, equal, this dance is too sexy. Or there's, like, yeah. this is weird that we're making kids, like... You know, we're like in the pursuit of dance, like creating a dance, asking mm. children, like, now imagine you had to take your bunny rabbit and electrocute <laughs> them, like all that and stuff. Dance that's like, like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. but you're, yeah, very true that the respect it treats it with, like, serves it so much better. Yeah, there's something just so sweet about Razzle Dazzle. Like, even, you know, when she's singing gold as like the. Like things I love that costume, costume designer, the costume yeah. designer, and what what a human moment it is! Like yeah, the idea of cute. like because you know, Drop Dead Gorgeous is too busy telling this like you know intricate kind of. I really like Drop Dead Gorgeous, but it's mm. too busy being like, here's this like heightened dark humor bit, blah blah blah. Whereas like with Razzle Dazzle, you get the human moment of like you know the mum and like the director and costume designer being like, well, we have to come in on a Sunday mm. and put together like, the costumes <laughs> and just sit down and sew the costumes. And you've been doing it for so long that you actually are all just sitting in peaceful silence. And then someone starts singing, mm. and it's like that's yeah. the time that it, the movie has for things <laughs> yeah, like that. There's Detail. not much breathing room in Drop yeah, and even just yeah. that, like you know that like the you have. Like the bat, the villain school. Like you even get more moments with them of being like, oh, what the nature is at a school like that. Of as we said before, like her speaking to the mums mm. as well and being like, oh, thanks for the hairnets, mums. Like mm. blah, blah, all of that. I felt like I wish they interacted with that school more. Like in Razzle Dazzle, mm. they had a lot of different talking heads that they returned to, and I didn't feel like they interacted that much. Like the yeah. nasty school or whatever, like didn't have any bearing at all on our main characters. Like, but. I Any. wonder how realistic that is. Like, you don't go to an Stedford and, like, go having had huge in-depth conversations <laughs> with every other school. Yeah, but I guess I feel like in most other mockumentaries and in Drop Dead Gorgeous, like, the point like of having... Problem? I don't think it's a problem. I just think it's sort of funny that it's, like, they characters often really don't interact and all the problems that mm. Mr Jonathan's school faces are, like, random 
obstacles like, oh no, the the little boy that we introduced was actually kidnapped. And we but have I feel to like get I quite that, enjoy that the conflicts they have to overcome <laughs> is themselves. Like it's ultimately about being like, yeah. Mr. Jonathan does have what it takes, but can he get over his like ego mm. and his version of what art has to be to get like focus on the girls yeah. which sounds like a very like grand statement for it but I do mean I do think like what if you make it that the villains that the villain school has more of a play in the plot and the, the obstacles they face it takes it away from the fact that like all the problems that arise for Mr. Jonathan's dance school are because mm. of Mr. Jonathan. And, and then guess, he gets over himself yeah. and then they win. In like best like in show or in Spinal Tap as well, it's sort of like the characters are sort of just on their own track and are pretty separated or whatever. Mm. I guess, I don't know, I feel like at least in Drop Dead Gorgeous, the character, you got to see them all interact and stuff, whereas I don't yeah. think you got that in Resident But isn't that how as well in Drop Dead Gorgeous they like propel the plot? Like it's through that interaction that crisis occurs and that, she is able to get, you know, where she gets and succeed. I actually think we've kind of pointed out the distinct difference between both of them because mm. I think Razzle Dazzle, because we respect and revere more the circumstances, we can just follow the one team. But because pageantry and, like, beauty pageantry in America and what that all looks like, especially from an outside lens, is, like, so gross and, like, ill. Mm, gaudy, you would focus yeah. it more. You said gaudy, great word mm. for it. You would just focus more on the competition and be like, it's a like cat fight. It's like mm. a bunch of women being forced to like go against each other, mm. you know, whereas there is an element of being like the, this competition, whoever wins it is fair and good and they've won to razzle dazzle. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I do wonder how much it was unequal footing being like, a you know, viewers that loved razzle dazzle at the yeah. outset. And sort of just watched Drop Dead Gorgeous. Yeah, recently. and also being Australian. But yeah. I, I know what I'm going with. I'm definitely going with Razzle Dazzle, um, which is probably pretty obvious. Um, I think more than anything, the best thing for me with Razzle Dazzle is its detail. It is so, like, it knows these characters so well. Yeah. And it accomplishes so much in that way. Like, small little moments make my heart, like, Saw like little things like the mum that's always late, like she's oh. always late, and the mm. daughter's like, Oh, we're late everywhere. I'm like, That's so cute, and like, mm. so it's so it fits so well. well. Like the and one kid that everyone's like, She has knits, she has knits. The one <laughs> like girl has so knits, she's like, No, I don't. And you watch it, well, whoever you watch it with will be like, Oh my god, that that's was my so mum, or we'll like, be like, yeah. Oh, that person's blah blah blah, or like, yeah. whenever we watch it, mum's like, Oh, that's me, and, uh, and like, yeah. everyone, like, that's what it is to have a film that you're like, like, I just don't feel like you would do that with Drop Dead Gorgeous. Like, yeah. You'd just be like, oh, well, these people are foreign these, to these me. These are crazy. Um, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Ideas, yeah. It's, yeah, it's othering. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah, I equally am picking Razzle Dazzle. I just think it's a better movie. I, yeah. I think it's so much fun. And, and I, I think, want our viewers to watch it too. Please truly, watch it. yeah. But you can't. <laughs> you have to buy a DVD. Like, there's no... Actually, I rented it on YouTube. Wow. That's how you can watch it, I guess. But, but no, yeah, I, I, I think it's all been said. I really mm. think Razzle Dazzle is... Hold up so well. I think there's so many fun performances across these movies that are like really stand out for me. Like all the bits with Tanil's mum in this mm. are just yeah. like she's <laughs> so funny. Everything that comes out of her mouth is so funny. And as you said, Meg, the great point of being like, she knows you can it's someone who knows the character so deeply. Mm. Like she can just live inside it so easily and anything that happens is funny. Yeah. Like we were talking in the break about the bit where she's rehearsing with to Neil about the dance. It really seems like improv. I don't know if it, it is. It seems like improv, yeah. absolutely. Which is like, you do it like you're fighting. Just do this dance move. <laughs> like, you're, like you're fighting. Yeah. That's all I have brought up. Yeah. So, yeah, that's my vote. Liz, oh my how about gosh. You? Yeah. I choose a razzle dazzle also. Yeah. Wow. What a true underdog tale. Have we had a, had a consensus? Three way consensus? In we have, not in a while, but we have in the past, definitely. Yeah. I was also happy to see that razzle dazzle, like, made back a decent amount of money. It made like $1.6 million, which I'm like, wow. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, that is okay for <laughs> an Australian movie. I'm I still listen like, and be like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm actually really excited yeah. to see if like when we, you know, share the post for this one and stuff on the Insta if and all those things. People are like, oh, my God, I can't wait. I love Razzle Dazzle and stuff <laughs> or whether – you know what I mean? It's yeah. always one that I'm like, how big is this for other people? You know? I want to know. Don't at all. <laughs> I don't think, yeah. I think some people, I think, I think there's little pockets of, of love for it. It's such a anyway, so continue, Liz. I don't think I have anything else to say. I love Razzle Dazzle. Yeah. yeah. Well done, Razzle Dazzle. Lovely. Well, <laughs> Razzle Dazzle won this competition. So good for you. Well they done, Drop Dead Gorgeous. Grand Supreme. 
Yeah. Razzle dazzle. That's it. Shall we talk about our triplet in the attic? Let her loose. She wants Ta. to dance. Come on down. Dance for us, little triplet. <laughs> She's like doing that little step kick down the stairs <laughs> from the attic. Beautiful. Triplet in the Attic is the part of this Estedford where each of us has to come up with a third piece of media, could be literally anything at all, to pair with the Twin Picks we have today. Meg, what is your Triplet in the Attic? My Triplet in the Attic, I was actually going to um, recommend a movie that's been mentioned a few times, or generally just in general, Christopher Guest, but um, Best in Show, which is um, a mockumentary, American mockumentary (laughs) directed by Christopher Guest and also written with Eugene Levy of Shit's Creek acclaim. And it is about, um, very similar, it's about like um, dog, what are they called? Dog shows. (laughs) So it's great. It's hilarious. Christopher Guest also does Spinal Tap, so that's just like an honourable triplet. Mm. But um, because that's been mentioned, I would also recommend... Um, Little Miss Sunshine, which I'm sure heaps of people Great have point. seen. And that is a movie about um, an American pageant. Less, um, less, yeah, of a humorous take, not so much punching down, but it's so cute. It's got a little baby Abigail Breslin in it and Tony Collette is awesome in it and Steve Carell in a serious role, which I love from him. And I love Paul Dano in that movie. And Paul Dano. Oh, Paul yeah. Dano when he in a standout scene. Yeah, standout. So it's a little pageant movie, but it's got a lot of heart. Um And I recommend it and that's what you should watch as your little triplet. Mm. Well done. Yeah, and that movie does. Almost the thing we were talking about, about being like, what would it be to make something that you like authentically approach and like allow the viewer to really kind of digest what teen pageants are. Mm. That movie is a little bit sunshine where it's this thing of having this little girl be like, I, I want to wanna... try this thing. And then yeah. she goes and there and it's just it like is. disgusting yeah. and rigged mm. and like she's just being Mm-mm. objectified. Yeah. And like... There's like a crushing bit in the script, like a line where it's like when she arrives, she sees that all the other kids are being tanned by their parents and yeah. like all, like just all the effort that's going into their appearance and like her family has done none of it, like doesn't know what the they fuck is happening. They had to, yeah. And in the script it says like, she looks in the mirror and like sucks her tummy in and it says like this is the first time she's ever realised it and it's like not the last time mm. she'll Aww. hate her body or whatever. It's like, oh, no. It's so sad. Yeah. Oh, well, with that really sad. That was sad. That's really sweet. Sorry. Great movie. No, I rewatched it the other day and was like, oh, it was really hold up. Excellent really movie. But also up. like waiting for that Guffman. That movie was huge. The Christopher Guest one about like, like you know, shitty like community theatre. That's probably like really similar to these yeah. ones as well. Yeah. yeah. Where it's like putting in so much effort to make a show and it's so dumb. <laughs> Liz, you're up. Mine is. I'm nervous. One of you is going to say mine because I've got a really good one. No, you're not going to say mine, buddy. Mine is Harristown State High School's performance at the 1997 Rock Stedford. This went, this like, was brought to my attention last year. Basically, like Rock Stedford and like School Spectacular is just yeah. such a weird Australian, like suburban rural concept. Or whatever. You can be famous at like School Spec or whatever. <laughs> just for being some kid that can if do a flip like or something. You're like one of the featured singers, like year after year. Like you are the big man on campus. <laughs> like everyone man. knows. Did you. you guys ever go to like an Stedford or like choir? We went really in Stedford. I didn't do an Stedford. Dancing mm-hmm. wise, I did some acting ones, like speech and drama ones. Yeah. yeah. Um, stupid why did I do that yes. poor mum like she had two days off from work a week and I was like <laughs> subsumed one entirely and be like please I want to compete against children what monologue or like what little performance did you do I did one from series of unfortunate events with nice. a girl who froze on stage completely did not know any of her lines so I oh. did the whole thing like just by myself Meg yes. had so many classic <laughs> moments as a child of being like Picking up the slack for other ridiculous children. Literally, maybe she's just like, come on, like yeah. stage fight. Would it be like at dance school? Would it be like, I guess I have to. I guess I'll be the star. <laughs> guess I'll yeah. get it done then. That's yeah. so funny. There was well, a when, really yeah. famous incident in like the theatre circles at our school where once they were like, like every half year there'd be like several productions that mm. got put on and usually there was like a bigger most of the school one and mm. then there was like one or two smaller like, like year level or, ones yeah. yeah play either play or like um a musical every like second year or something and like one of the most memorable things that ever happened was this guy was in a scene towards the beginning of one of the plays and he basically like 
spoiled the play. He jumped <laughs> to a line that was literally like the end of the play. 30 pages later or something. Yeah. And so they went off stage and the people Reset. who had to be on for oh. that next scene as like the narrative would have been directed by him saying that had to like Aww. sprint up to the stage and they literally skipped like half of the oh, play and they like and they jumped it from there. I don't know, but they like finished it and that like it ended like thirty and, like, minutes most earlier. Of the Did story the didn't happen. Realized that they like, probably just had probably to, like, go to yeah. a party or something. I was like fuck <laughs> this and just like skipped half the show. Yeah, I don't know how I don't know how it happened and I don't know why they made that decision, but it all just happened very quickly and apparently and it just it. yeah, and I think the- everyone was just aware of what was happening. Oh. And and everyone went home like an hour early or something. Oh. Uh, I remember being like a choir at Stedford thing that I was good in. Oh, I and know there was, what you're going to say. I know what you're going to really? say. Yeah, go on. When I vomited? Yeah. yeah. No, I'm not going to tell the story. Oh, I mean, I, I guess remember. I have. By saying it no, that sucked. And that made me not want to have this particular really nice pasta that mum made ever again in my lifetime. Oh. So that's traumatic. Oh. But there was also another time where a school, it was like the evil school in um, Razzle Dazzle. Like oh, this shit, one school yeah. was so, so prepared and they sang their song perfectly. It was really obvious. They were like way better and more prepared than all the rest of us. And then at the end of their song, the like teacher turned her hand slightly and in sync the entire like choir like, like and like turned to the side and everyone in the crowd was like, oh, and like, was so impressed by it. And it was like way like better than Empire. any song anyone sang the whole night. We were just like, wow, the hell? wow, they all turned. That's <laughs> like, a massive pet peeve of mine is actually really? like um, like synchronised movements in disciplines that just have nothing to do with movement. Like people like, like in like, need to do that. In like big like bands, discipline. Cool. in big bands, when they have sections who like bop Dance up and so. down, like oh, during their song, cool. like Why it's like, like it's cute when you see it once, but after you see it once, you're like, why you do, like it's just not like it's distracting just like I want to listen to what you're actually playing I don't want yeah. to see you do this like silly dance routine that has one move well that it. would always be the thing at like schools as well with the shitty orchestras would be like how do we make We're this more fun so exactly, yeah. be like, some of them are clapping in the song or yeah. some of them are whistling yeah. and then they'll be clearly like be so excited to do it because they'll be like singer who's doing like the crazy exactly like a weird thing or something absolutely yeah yeah wait Eliza why did you pick that rocker step before yeah oh my god no I just think this is an example of like it's extremely Mr. Jonathan energy of this school. <laughs> so their Rocker Stedford performance is based on The Simpsons, oh but it's also it is, based yeah. on The Seven Deadly Sins. So like it's really mind boggling, and it's if you've seen Razzle Dazzle, it's like something like that Kubrick that Kim. school would put together. Yeah. Like to watch this. It's it's fifteen minutes long, so definitely don't watch oh all of it. God. But I'm like it's help. just surreal seeing like kids dressed as like Mr. Burns and like Maggie and just dancing in like perfect synchronicity. <laughs> <laughs> that's such a good recommendation. Yeah, I need to watch it's it. It's wild. I'm excited. I'm gonna watch and just the this. like power of being like some adult said we're yeah, gonna an do adult this. Told them to do this. And yeah. Like that many kids just learn this to do it. And again, just the idea with all these kind of things of being like, it's just for like the ego of parents. Yeah. Like it's literally just that's the only reason. Yeah. Classic. It's well, great. once you've done what watch that Rockers Tedford, um, you can come over to my little side of YouTube where you can be asked the question, where have all the children gone? Oh, I love that. This oh, is a no. dance on Dance Moms. So oh. <laughs> Called Where this? Have All the Children Gone? And it's just, I, okay, I would always find it so when hilarious. Because yeah. we do have experience of knowing people who, <laughs> like, for solos or for, like, bigger dances and stuff, like, mm. deal with themes and topics about, that like, are just, like, issues. so out of your depth, so like, so <laughs> deep. And you're just like, I think I can fix this with my dance. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and you're just like, and you're saying nothing with dancing. it. So, Dance Moms did a dance called Where Have All the Children but Gone? But I used to watch this and think to myself, this is the most powerful piece of art I've ever seen. <laughs> and isn't it? It's not even, because I actually forgot to rewatch it before doing this. It's not even, like, singing. It's just, like, it's it's Where like all the children gone? people. I'm sure da, 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 da. and it's like about it's about children being kidnapped. I'm sure a and large there's a swing in the middle of the stage yeah. and like what's her name? Maddie just like swings on it. Swings no, not Maddie. On it. They her sister. And then they Mia. all leave the stage. They filter off the stage slowly throughout the performance. Actually, wow. very. Nerdy. Where have all the children but gone? But it's about how like <laughs> there were missing kids on milk cartons or something, and it's like not a very pertinent issue. I don't think <laughs> that's not the worst thing they've covered. But also, though, just right? like it isn't about like child trafficking <laughs> or like. Abby Miller does that. She always used to do like you know drunk driving it's like these are seven-year-olds i think the worst one was i saw recently like in a recent season so they're all pretty grown up was they had a dance about like the transgender like bathroom debate it's like why Whoa. would that ever make a good dance like they had two doors one oh. that had like men's one that had women's. 
Oh my god, she's Abby so Lee. tasteless. She's so out Abby, of babe, we're out. Uh, we're done. Yes, that's mine. That's great. Oh, good one. Oh, too fun. Very fun. Wow, pageants are going off. Well, thank you so much for listening. Um, we hope you had a good time, um, and we hope that you check out these movies because they're both really good. Mm. Um, if you enjoyed and you want to get in contact with us to give us recommendations or because you have questions or any anything at all or because you're like this is bad mm. or whatever or tell us a Stanford memories or dance yeah, yeah that's exactly. i want to hear some like crazy stories that's exactly it you can get in contact with us at twinpixpodcast at gmail.com and also check out our facebook and instagram where we post lots of cool fun things about all these episodes you can vote on which one's your favorite as well for this episode um some people gotta stand up for drop dead gorgeous like it's pretty oh, yeah. silly that none of us one hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I reckon some people that grew up with it would be like, oh no, I love it yeah. more. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and for next week's episode, we're actually doing something Ooh. a little bit special, another little fun episode. Not doing a twin pick next week. We are doing a little versus bracket in a the tournament. spirit of Godzilla <laughs> v Kong. We are doing lots of different fun versus movies being battled against one another making them all fight it's who would actually win who would actually win that's what we're doing so there you go bring your fisty cuffs for (laughs) next week's episode and you can check out rough cut as well yes roughcutfilm.com we'll link to that below and we'll also link to that's not canon podcast network who have supported us so well and check out their other shows that it that it thank you so much we'll see you next week bye dance Dance. Dance. Also, Dance. 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 Dance.